0: This is such a good time of year. It's the harvest in the Northern Hemisphere. I can see plums on the trees. There are raspberries, blackberries, apples, pears, everything ready to be picked, to be eaten or frozen or stored for the winter months ahead. I love looking at the farmers fields that have been cut or where the hay has been cut and baled up especially if the field is on a slope and you can get a nice perspective of the land and you can see a lot more where there are these big bales stacked on top of each other like prehistoric towers on the landscape almost a post-apocalyptic feel like everything has been changed and we're left with these tall towers it also reminds me of the winter months ahead where food has to be stored because there's not going to be much sunlight in order to grow food during the winter and those hay bales are going to be used for cattle to feed on while they're indoors during the winter. I think it will also be used for other animals like goats and rabbits and guinea pigs. I especially like those round bales, big round, oh they're not balls, but cylindrical shaped. And higher than six foot and when those are dotted around the fields they look incredible almost like they were rolling at one point and then stopped they look especially good around sunset where the Sun is a bit lower in the sky and you can get a a lovely golden yellow hue against those bales of hay It is a very special time of year and it's made even better when you get glorious sunshine in September this is the second day of glorious sunshine and heat which is very unusual for this time of year and actually there was a few cold days in August and it led me to think that the summer was over but here we are treated with this lovely sunshine And I think it's a busy time of year where we not only collect food, but we also take stock of what we've done and reflect on the summer and what we've learned and how we're going to use that going forward through the winter. It's a mad dash to get everything sorted before we hunker down for the winter and I have this podcast which helps me a great deal in order to reflect and think about different things and I've managed to do a great season which I think is is great at least on music and each song that I put onto a mixtape helps to stimulate a story stories about the songs stories about myself and hopefully you'll be able to relate to some of them like i say it's been a very busy turbulent few weeks for me and i think it ties into the harvest and getting everything ready for the winter making the most of the last few sunny days i've had a bit of a rough time actually with regards to getting injured I fell off my skateboard twice in as many days I fell off the skateboard on my way to my friend Joe's house last week Friday I was going along and the wheel must have hit a stone and the board stopped dead in its tracks and I flew over felt like I was flying over the handlebars of a bicycle but the weird thing was while I was in the air I could actually feel myself flying although it's such a quick split-second moment that you're in the air I could feel it and the thoughts going through my head were oh no this can't really be happening I don't believe it and then suddenly bang landed on the ground and that thud on the ground Definitely, told me that it was happening luckily I didn't get too injured I landed on my hands and then rolled onto my shoulder my hands were a little bit sore and my wrists were sore but I was okay some stiffness the next day but not too bad come the next day I went down to the shops to go get some stuff from the co-op and I also picked up four bottles of Heineken alcohol-free beer which I quite enjoy sipping on a nice cold one in the evening and I was skating back with this bag with the beers in there and some other goodies there was a saturday market down near the shops and in the middle of the pedestrianized road part there was a presentation ...and a brass band were being awarded something... ...I'm not really sure what it was... ...there were lots of people about... ...and I usually go through the middle of the market... ...but I couldn't this time... ...so I went behind some vans along the path... ...along the pavement, I mean... ...and suddenly the skateboard stopped... ...and I flew over again... ...dropped the bag... ...fell in exactly the same way... ...hands straight down on the pavement... Rolled onto my shoulder, except this time there was an almighty crash as the bag with the bottles of beer landed on the pavement and the lids burst off. Luckily the glass didn't crack, but the lids came off and there was foam and beer everywhere. Someone from the presentation came running around to the back of the van and said, are you okay? And at that point I said, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, thank you. And I was actually quite sore, but I got up quickly, as you do when you have an accident. I don't know what it is. It's that reaction. You need to get yourself up before assessing your injuries. Unlike football players who seem to lie on the ground for ages, maybe I should take a leaf out of their book, but I had to get up. And of course, that was the Saturday market, and it's quite embarrassing. And falling's not the greatest thing. I, I think it's probably one of the most oh I don't know how do I say it I was going to say degrading but it's not degrading but as a person you're standing up on two legs and suddenly you're taken off your feet and you land on the ground and that's hard work so I got up and managed to skate home with the beer dripping through the bottom of the bag I had to pass the new cafe which was open and there are lots of people sitting at tables And this beer was dripping out and I felt like everyone was watching me and perhaps they saw me fall earlier. I'm not sure who saw me, but I got up and got home and my family looked after me. The kids brought me ice packs and Joe got me some ibuprofen and I was fine. So it's been tumultuous to say the least, but I'm okay now and really happy to be sharing another episode of What's in Your Shed where I pick four more tracks to put on my mixtape.
1: And, and, in. In
0: and I'm thrilled about these next four tracks, as I am every episode. But these four, again, mean so much to me and I've enjoyed them so much. Are definitely very mainstream very popular songs but my aim through these episodes is not to try be obscure I'm trying to be completely accessible and also to show that it's okay to love songs that everybody else loves and to talk about those is a great privilege and also to share with you some of the stories that I have surrounding these songs is also a great privilege so thank you for listening and here goes I think you can probably hear some kind of power tool outside and I think that's a hedge trimmer and I waited to record because earlier on the neighbor was doing a workout online with really loud instructions and music and I thought I'll wait a bit And when that stopped I started recording and now someone started streaming so I hope it's not too distracting. It's it's fine for me, I'm going to focus on this music and what I'm going to do now is I'll start with the earliest album and do this in chronological order and the one I'm going to start with is a song by The Doors and it is off the album called LA Woman this particular album refers to the name of the band as Doors. On the on the album cover, all it says is Doors. And then there's a picture of the band in black silhouette with a yellow background. And it says below LA woman. But we know of them as The Doors. And the tune on this album I'm going to play, I'm popping the CD in there so you can hear that going in is arguably the most well-known Doors song, the most popular Doors song ever, and it's called Riders on the Storm. Let me check what track number that is. I've also got the cassette here. Listen to that. I'm looking at the back to check what number it is, but it may be easier looking at the CD because that's numbered, and on the cassette there are no numbers. It's track number 10, and I'm going to power on the cd tape combo machine boombox which I found out when I leave it on standby has a background fuzz and I've only just realized this that every single episode that I've recorded has that background fuzz because of this sony player so I'm really sorry about that and actually after I've recorded the song I'm going to pull the power lead out so there is no background fuzz right now you may hear a little coming through on the recording Uh, I said track 10 we will press CD operate CD and we'll go straight to track 10 9 10 and play and record Uh, stop 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 Why can't it record? Oh, because I don't have the tape in. (laughs) I'll I'll pop the tape in. I've got everything prepared here and I thought the tape was in. We'll pop the tape in on side B because we're already near the end of a 90 minute tape. We're actually on track number 21 of this season. So there've been 21 songs. How great is that? Okay, press play again and record. Here we go. Oh, and the introduction where you can hear the rain and the rumble of thunder, so atmospheric, so cinematic, with all these Doors songs I can see the imagery so clearly, ominous, and the lovely keyboard sounds from Ray Manzarek punctuate the sounds of the rain. Then we wait for the voice of Jim Morrison to come in. Riders
1: on the (laughs) storm
0: Riders on the storm Into this house we're born Into this world we're thrown
1: Doom, 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 doom. Like a dog, dog without a bone,
0: bone, bone. And on the, the storm. Oh, I love this song so much. And this is off their sixth studio album, believe it or not. Five previous to this. I discovered the Doors through a friend at school, high school. His name was Julian, and he had a collection of Doors music which he must have got from his parents because this album was 1971 and in high school we were i think when i met julian and we spoke about the doors must have been about 1991 1992 so way after the doors were about and this music has transcended the decades and we're able to get into music our parents were listening to and I loved the idea of the doors and the the darkness behind the music and the fact that they got their name from a book called The Doors of Perception by Aldous Huxley which I promptly got out from the library or bookshop or somewhere and I read it it's quite a small book I've got it in front of me it's a hundred and fifteen pages well that's including the appendix but it's a nice little short book and on the back I'll read what it's about one spring morning in 1953 Aldous Huxley took four tenths of a gram of mescaline sat down and waited to see what would happen when he opened his eyes he found everything from the flowers in a vase to the creases in his trousers was completely transformed he describes his experience with breathtaking immediacy in the doors of perception In its sequel, Heaven and Hell, he goes on to explore the history and nature of mysticism. Still bristling with a sense of excitement and discovery, these illuminating and influential writings remain the most fascinating accounts of the visionary experience ever written. So he's a scientist, Aldous Huxley, and he went on a journey on some mind-altering drugs and was able to share that with the reader and doors to me need to be opened and the band gave this sense of experimentation opening up doors exploring different avenues we went on a school i was going to say a school trip it wasn't a school trip it was our matric holiday that we organized with friends at the end of our final year of high school which is called matric in south africa A group of us maybe five or six went down to the coast I think it was Ramsgate and we drove down in two cars one of the cars was an Alfa Romeo really old one I don't know what model it was and my car which was a VW Beetle 1500 engine 1969 model in a pearl white color probably off-white rather than pearl. Pearl is a euphemism for the off-white color. Oh and the song fades out with the sound of the thunder and the rain. Oh and it picks up again. Long instrumental pieces which carry you along full of atmosphere, full of love. Oh, isn't that wonderful? And we drove down, it's about an eight hour journey, listening to various CDs in the car. I had a CD player that connected to a cassette. There was a lead from the CD player to a cassette. The cassette was attached to a lead and you pushed the cassette into the tape deck of the car and you could listen to CDs and we had listened to LA Woman and Doors Greatest Hits Soundgarden Super Unknown Pearl Jam 10 Alice in Chains Jar of Flies all sorts of CDs on the way the one we all loved the most was The Doors and Riders on the Storm especially great for a road trip prior to the trip we found a shop that printed t-shirts and we got these t-shirts printed with some lyrics on the back and i don't think we realized at the time how appropriate the words were for our journey and i'll read the lyrics to you it's from a series of poems called the opening of the trunk moment of inner freedom when the mind is opened and the infinite universe revealed and the soul is left to wander dazed and confused searching here and there for teachers and friends moment of freedom as the prisoner blinks in the sun like a mole from his hole a child's first trip away from home that moment of freedom and that brings us to the end of this song isn't that funny We had those words printed on the back of a t-shirt and on the front we had our initials two initials of our name on the front so funny I wish I still had that t-shirt but alas it's gone another Doors memory was a club called the Doors on Marshall Street in Johannesburg and I think the area of Johannesburg was Bramfontein or Hillbrow it was very central and this club catered for heavy metal rock sometimes dance but it was known as a headbangers club with loads of rock music and of course being called the Doors they would have to play some of the Doors music and usually that would come on much later at night and we'd go down there in the Beetle again and park under the Carlton Centre which is a very tall office a common like flats combination very tall building and we'd go into the underground parking and then make our way above ground and go into the doors club very dark big rectangular space with a dance floor in the middle and a balcony all the way around the dance floor so you could stand on the balcony and look down on the dance floor which was always fun to do that was The Doors Club. It is no longer. I think it's dilapidated. I don't think there's a roof on it. A friend of mine sent me a photo he found on the internet of The Doors Club with no roof and all these plants and trees and weeds growing up through it. Nature had reclaimed it. One more thing about this song Riders on the Storm is it inspired a film called Hitcher, which was a 1986 film which based their whole story on the lyrical content of Riders on the Storm. And that's a film we showed at Cinema Under the Stairs, which is an underground cinema which I am part of. There's a group of six of us, and we show films on the last Monday of each month in a different location in the city of Oxford. We used to have a semi-permanent base called The Cellar, which was off Cornmarket Street and it was actually underground. Beautiful place, very historic, played host to some really good bands, Supergrass being one of them and Ride being another, two really good Oxford bands. And that was sold on and it's closed down no longer. We show some films at other venues and one of them is the Tap Social Brewery just down the road from where I live. And we actually showed Hitcher and we did a podcast episode on it and I created a song based on Riders on the Storm which I sang sorry I need to get a drink of water I changed the words up a little to apply to the film and I sang on the night and actually I'm paging through my notebook Oh you see I need to power off the CD player to stop that fuzz Oh no, (laughs) I hope it's not too bad. I I guess all the episodes have had it so it shouldn't be too much of a problem. There's a little marker I have Where is it? It's it's a After Eight mints sleeve these wonderful chocolates called After Eight. They're very flat and inside is A creamy minty paste But they come in these beautiful little sleeves And unfortunately the sleeve is tiny So it would have fallen right down I found it last night What's going on? Let's see Nearly there Oh Oh there we go I called it driving in a storm And the song obviously refers to a hitchhiker There's a killer on the road and someone picks up this killer and the song I made was called I could say driving in a storm and it went something like this driving in a storm do, do 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 driving in a storm do, do 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 will I make it to the dawn do do, 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 do. All my chances I have blown, like I wish I had flown, all alone without a phone, driving in a storm. Boom, 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 boom. Rutger Hauer on the road. Now, Rutger Hauer is one of the actors. I'm not sure about this load. Take a drive away. Boom, 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 boom. And it goes on like that. Rutger Hauer I think is the killer that gets picked up lovely song great memories and I've got that little envelope for the after eight mint which I found and I've lost the space so I'm going to pop it into the next page of my notebook here Next song which I'm going to share with you is an 80s song and I'm checking which one comes first and it's a song off the album called Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen and I'll pop the CD in the oh it's actually not on a CD I have to confess this particular one I've got on vinyl and cassette but I don't have it on CD so I don't know how I'm going to record from CD to tape I'll sort it out after this podcast I'll get a copy of it from somewhere I know our local library loan CDs oh that's naughty isn't it to tape off a CD I don't know anyway it's one song I'll get that sorted but for this particular track I'm going to play it on the record and the song is called Downbound Bound Train and it's my favourite song on this album Born in the USA I've got to count the spaces on the record so I know where to put the needle down. One, two, three, four, five. And I'll play it on there so we can hear it. Oh
1: Good. car wash, where it all does is rain, don't you feel like you're a rider, on a downbound train? I said, Joe, I gotta go, we had it once, we ain't got it anymore. She packed her bags, left me behind, she bought a ticket on the central line. Nights as I sleep, I hear a whistle whining I feel a kiss in the misty rain And I feel like I'm a rider
0: On a downbound train Isn't that funny? The last song was Riders on the Storm and this one is Downbound Train and the lyrics I'm a rider on a downbound train This album was released in 1984 June 1984 and I was seven years old when it was released I discovered it when I was eight years old in 1985 and I remember this because I was in standard one which is the third year of primary school in South Africa I know the names of the years have changed now it's probably grade three or something but I was eight years old and A student teacher came to my classroom and asked the teacher if she could speak to me. And I didn't know what this was for, and I agreed and I followed the student teacher out of the classroom and we sat outside. And I remember the steps I was sitting on, these concrete steps, and I was holding onto the railing and the student teacher was standing on a lower step, so we were almost at eye-level and she asked me about music and what I like to listen to and I said to her I liked Bruce Springsteen Born in the USA and this is actually the first album I ever owned this particular one and I've got the cassette tape here, the one I actually had which is amazing to have I'm looking at it now and it's got that iconic cover with the back of Bruce Springsteen with the Blue Levi's black belt with some ornate silver decorations on it and he's got this red cap tucked into his back pocket. You can see the little red Levi's tab. He's got his white t-shirt and he's facing an American flag. You can see the stripes of this American flag and it makes me think of the American dream and the wide open spaces. That's the end of the song there. What a wonderful song and I was kind of embarrassed to say that I liked Bruce Springsteen because I think at the time it wasn't the coolest thing to listen to or maybe that was a thought I had and who knows how I arrived there for a number of years following this, the release of this album I'm not sure if Bruce Springsteen was that popular I don't know I mean, this album, saying that has become one of the biggest selling albums of all time. So it must have been good. Who knows where these thoughts come in, but I remember being slightly embarrassed. I wasn't sure if I should tell her or not that this was the music I was listening to. I've also read Bruce Springsteen's book called Born to Run and I've got it here in front of me. It is an amazingly written book and it's a testament to Bruce Springsteen as a writer. It was an enjoyable read. Lots of detail about many live gigs and different points in his life. I can't believe he can remember it. I can't remember any specifics from the book, and I'm flicking through it now, and I can see I've folded over a couple of pages, hoping to be able to go back to them and see what the attraction was or why I folded them over I'll read something to you about oh there's a page I fold over Robert De Niro once said he loved acting because you got to live other lives without the consequences I lived a new life every night each evening you're a new man in a new town with all of life and all of life's possibilities spread out before you and this is Bruce Springsteen talking about going on the road, going on tour, so he could be a new man in a new town every single night. For much of my life, I'd vainly sought to recreate this feeling every single day. Perhaps it's the curse of the imaginative mind, or perhaps it's just the running in you. You simply can't stop imagining other worlds, other loves, other places, than the one you are comfortably settled in at any given moment, the one holding all your treasures. Those treasures can seem so easily made grey by the vast, open and barren spaces of the creative mind. Of course, there is but one life. Nobody likes that, but there is just one, and we are lucky to have it. God bless us and have mercy on us that we may have the understanding and the abilities to live it, and know that possibility of everything is just nothing dressed up in a monkey suit. And I had had the best monkey suit in town. And to me, that's all about living in the now and not always thinking the grass is greener on the other side. But it's a wonderful story, a lovely book, so well written, I could recommend it. I'm quite bad, I don't remember the detail of books, but I remember it had it left a good impression on me and I enjoyed reading the words of Bruce Springsteen. The next song is from an artist called Tracy Chapman and the album is self-titled called Tracy Chapman and I'm looking for the CD now, there it is. And the song I've chosen on it is... The main hit, I suppose, and maybe that's what's happened with this episode. It's all their main obvious hits, and the one I've chosen is Fast Car. I can't get enough of this song, I wish I could sing it just like Tracy Chapman, but no one can. That's the beauty of Tracy Chapman. And this album was released on the 5th of April 1988, so four years after. Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA and this was her debut album and I can't work out when I first heard it because I don't believe it would have been legal in South Africa in 1988 in the midst of apartheid I know at the time in 1988 there was a Nelson Mandela's 70th birthday tribute at Wembley Stadium in London where loads of musicians came and performed and it was an anti-apartheid concert and Tracy Chapman was there and performed and I'll I'll get onto that performance in just a moment but I don't believe this this was allowed so I must have discovered it around 1990-91 when apartheid was being dismantled and we were getting more music and music from black artists as well so I I struggled, I couldn't work it out but I'm so glad I've heard it and it's going onto my mixtape. I'm going to plug the power in and get this going. I'm pushing the cord in the back and operate CD and fast car is the second track on side one play record, volume. Oh, every song has such beautiful guitar sounds. This isn't a... Oh, the tape's finished. I'm gonna stop there. And luckily, it didn't stop halfway through the song. We get to hear the introduction again. And I've got a second cassette tape ready here to use. Let's go. And... Oh, i have got to make sure it's in the right side. One sec, eject. Side A, perfect. And it is track two. Track two, play. And we've got a fresh tape, and this is going onto the first side of the fresh tape. Here it goes. Yeah, we're saying it's an acoustic album, and it's so lovely to hear the guitar sounds coming through and the pure simplicity of the sound. And the beauty of Tracy Chapman's voice when it comes in, very special to hear.
1: I want take her to anywhere, maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere, any place is better. This from better. got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something. Me, myself, I got nothing to prove.
0: Now, Tracy Chapman raised lots of political and social issues through this album. And this is a song about finding a better life. And someone working at a convenience store, saving money, trying to get away. Trying to see what it means to be living. So trying to get a better life and it's a build up song, it builds up and then it gets really intense I was talking about the Nelson Mandela 70th birthday tribute in 1988 and there's an interesting story here about how Tracy Chapman got to play at that concert and apparently she wasn't on the lineup I'm not sure why she was there perhaps lots of artists were invited or wanted to support and being a political event I trust that Tracy Chapman would have wanted to be there. And the story goes that Stevie Wonder was meant to play. The stage was set up. Everything was set up. And he went on stage with his band. And he, let me see, I was going to look, I wasn't going to trust my recollection of the information I read, but I am,
1: aye, aye. Got a feeling that I belong I had a feeling that I'd be someone someone.
0: I had a feeling that I belonged I had a feeling that I could be someone Yeah, so Stevie Wonder and his band went on stage and he had this information of songs, I think fillers or something, synth sounds that were needed to help the band play the music and apparently the hard drive failed at the very last minute and Stevie Wonder said he can't play if it's not working and I think Whitney Houston who had been on stage previously offered to, to share the equipment and he declined but they went off the stage, Stevie Wonder went off in tears and Tracy Chapman was called up at the last minute and she came onto the stage in front of a massive crowd. It must have been a 100,000 people. It was broadcast to 67 countries and they reckon 600 million people watched it. And Tracy Chapman went up on the stage and she had her acoustic guitar and she sang this song. You can actually see the recording of it on YouTube if you look up. Nelson Mandela's 70th birthday tribute, Wembley and Tracy Chapman, you'll see it. and it is mind-blowing, such an uplifting experience, even sitting at home watching it through your computer. I, I highly recommend it. Have a look. Driving in your car, Speed so fast like I was drunk up and
1: forth. I hear. Yeah. Had a feeling that I belong, I had a feeling that I'd be someone, be someone,
0: be someone. And at this concert, the birthday tribute concert, there were other bands there Hugh Masakela, George Michael, Dire Straits, Whitney Houston, UB40, Eurythmics, Bee Gees. So it was a big old concert, and for Tracy Chapman to perform there must have been very special and I know that helped propel her career and album sales and all of that but most importantly she was there to show support for the anti-apartheid movement and they reckon this concert that's the end of the tape this concert the end of the song not the end of the tape I've just popped a new tape in there but they reckon this concert really pushed the cause and helped to get Nelson Mandela released from prison and I know Tracy Chapman met Nelson Mandela in 1990 there's some photos of Tracy Chapman with him and Nelson Mandela said that she was one of his favorite artists and I can believe that and I'm sure she's all of our favorite artists such a beautiful beautiful album and what a treat to be able to revisit it and listen to some of the music and to share that with you through this podcast let's see I've done two have I I've done Bruce Springsteen Tracy Chapman The Doors yes we're in the 80s now so 1984 Bruce Springsteen 1988 Tracy Chapman and finally another April release is Alice in Chains MTV Unplugged. And this album was recorded in 1996, or the MTV Unplugged concert was in 1996. Very similar to the Nirvana famous nirvana mtv unplugged um as i said unplugged i unplugged the cd player going to avoid that fuzz sound i think when things are on standby they're not completely off and they they will create some kind of sound some kind of static but anyway this alice in chains was in front of a live audience in new york and an acoustic event for a very heavy band Alice in Chains is very heavy music heavy metal almost and to hear it all stripped down in the acoustic form is is a delight and it was an album that really stuck with me and I bought the cassette in around 1996 and I carried this cassette with me over to the UK in 1997 when I first left South Africa I had it safely in my Walkman pretty much all the time I'm looking at the CD now and checking the number of the track it's track six that I'm going to play it's called angry chair oh and this CD I've got is one that I bought in South Africa because it says on the front made in RSA Republic of South Africa so I must have got the CD as well as the cassette how exciting is that and I'll press operate oh the plug's out it must have fallen out I thought I oh I unplugged it now I'm gonna plug it back in I'm getting really confused operate CD and what did I say track number oh it's spinning I had to open it up and I can see it's spinning I hope I don't damage it how could I forget track track six I need to trust my feelings I knew it was track six but I didn't believe it so I'm gonna click through to track six and I'll play and record. And you can hear the crowd cheering, some whistles and clapping, and the lovely guitar sound. And Lane Staley will start singing in just a second. He's the lead singer of Alice in Chains, Rest in Peace.
1: It hurts and I don't care What do I see cross the way See myself all the oh. way to play Tells in the end I'm afraid Changing the shape of oh. his face
0: And you can hear those guitar strings Boing, boing, boing Said I have a pair Shadows dancing, Shadows dancing everywhere Very atmospheric and I think this song goes really well with the actual night and I'm looking at the album cover and the lighting is very muted there's shades of purple and orange and then there's big pillar candles really big with beautifully melted wax down the side and Lane Staley is on the cover with his dark glasses on and short hair. Previous to this, I think he had long hair and he cut it short, and he's standing there with his dark glasses on. And apparently these candles, I think I can count about 15 on the picture on the cover. big candles. The story is that he bought them from a shop in Seattle prior to recording this and they must have cost a fortune because they are really big big candles and they're the good ones the candles I have here in the shed are okay but they don't create that lovely drippy wax it's probably the safer version of a candle but anyway this album particularly this song remind me of my trip to the UK in 1997 and I actually had a year ticket so I had to return to South Africa after a year and I spent the first three months in the UK oh no it wasn't three months actually it was maybe a couple of months and then I spent three months in the USA because that's all my visa allowance could be three months and this cassette came with me everywhere I used to fall asleep to it in my Walkman headphones in and I would fall asleep to it every night sometimes I'd get to the end of side A and be able to flip the tape over sometimes I'd be asleep before it got to the end and listening to it now brings me back to that time in the late 90s it was so soothing and relaxing and familiar I enjoyed it so much and I introduced it to another friend who I met up with in Liverpool I was based in Oxford and then I met this friend in Liverpool and he picked me up from the train station when I went to visit and I gave him the cassette to play in the car and we played it over and over and it became the soundtrack for that little visit such a nostalgic album, I'm looking at the cassette now and this is the one I actually had. It's really worn out, but it still works and the case is still intact and it's a good little one to have. Let's hear the end of this song All
1: that I want All is and to pray, pray. Down your and knees pray. pray. oh,
0: oh. And the funny thing is about this album and my love for the songs on there i press stop and i'll unplug so we don't get the first there you go i really loved all the songs on this album and i worked at a tennis club in connecticut near new york in a town called darien at a tennis club and i spoke about this in a previous episode but I had this cassette with me there and I'd listen to it all the time there too. I remember it having my Walkman on while I was doing gardening around the tennis club or painting. I'd have my headphones in and I'd be listening to this over and over, I never grew tired of it. And at the end of my stint of working there, the people that I worked with, there was about five of them, I've got a photo of us together actually I'll I'll revisit that photograph and see how many of us were there but they took me out and we went along to a strip club on the outskirts of New York and it was a little building that stood on its own with a big car park lots of pickup trucks outside and I was a bit nervous because I'd never been into a strip club I just didn't know what to expect but Everyone was saying, come on, it'll be fun. We're not going to spend the whole night there. We'll go there, have a few drinks, check it out. And I was excited, obviously, because I was opening another door. I was going to explore what was on the other side and another story, another avenue to take, another experience. And it was daytime when we went in. But once when you went in through the doors, it suddenly became timeless. There's no sunlight coming through. It was dark and smoky and loud music and I remember coming through the door and the bar was on the right and then on the left was the stage for the dancers to come out on and it was a horseshoe shape and people sat at tables all around the edge of this stage and we sat there too and the first dancer that came on selected three songs from a jukebox and danced for three songs and while they're dancing people put money on the stage and they come over and dance in front of you if you put money on the stage and at the end they collect the money but the three songs this dancer chose were Alice in Chains, The Rooster was the first one then Pearl Jam, Jeremy was the second one then Soundgarden, Black Hole Sun was the third one and I was so into these bands in 1997 it was still you're slightly post-grunge. The whole thing kicked off in the early 90s. Around 95, it started fading out, but I kind of clung to it. I mean, I'm into grunge music now. Can you imagine then? I, it was still so fresh. And it blew my mind. I couldn't believe that I was hearing these songs in this venue. It was surreal. And then we went on to some other places and had a fantastic night and a great send-off what lovely memories and to hear Alice in Chains <laughs> at this place was exceptional loved it so much and this has been again such a wonderful experience being able to talk through all these songs and being able to create my mixtape and I'm looking around I've got cassette tapes I've got CDs I've got books I've got this boom box and all other bits and bobs Oh, wow. I've actually got a harmonica and I was hoping to take it out and play a little I've I've actually taken it out of the case I don't know how to play uh would you say an harmonica I think that's right but I'll play some notes because I'm keen to hear what it will sound like when it comes out on the recording so here it goes (laughs) some little extra sounds for you there and before I go I've got one other thing which I want to do and it's a little surprise toy which I got recently and I haven't opened it yet it's one of those ones where you don't know which characters inside and this one is a Masters of the Universe Eternia Minis it's called It's a mini Masters of the Universe character. And for those of you who may not have listened to earlier episodes of mine, perhaps a year ago, I started off talking about toys and using toys as portals into conversations. So toys are a favourite thing of mine. And in some of the episodes, I would open up a toy, something I ordered off of eBay, for example, and I'd open it during the show. And I'm really keen to open this now. I've got some scissors and I'm going to cut the label off, the cardboard label, snip, put that down there and there's a plastic wrapping over here. I'm not too keen on this throwaway plastic but anyway I'm gonna peel that off and see what's inside and it's inside this plastic looks like Castle of Skull. It is purple with a dragon's face on the front and lots of little decorations. I think it is Castle Greyskull. I'll open it up and see what toy is inside. Here goes. Yes! It is He-Man! How cool is that? One of the main characters or the one you'd always want from Masters of the Universe and I've got the bigger size He-Man and now I've got the mini one. How cool is that? And it's got a little sword that's excellent that's made my day I'm so happy to have been able to open that now and I'll put it on display in my cabinet over there and I will yeah get on with my day and I hope you have a wonderful week and thanks again for listening I look forward to doing episode 8 of the mixtape next week and actually I will oh oh Episode 8 is... I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to see Nick Cave and Warren Ellis at the New Theatre in Oxford, and that's next week, Tuesday, the 14th. So there's going to be one more episode, episode 8, prior to me going to that event. And episode 9, the final episode of the season, will be following the Nick Cave and Warren Ellis concert. So I'll be able to share... Some of the stories from that concert, and I'm going with two friends, which is really exciting. So, looking forward to it. A week today, we are off to see Warren Ellis and Nick Cave at the new theater, about a 20 minute walk from our house. How convenient is that? I don't have to get a train or a bus or anything. I could even cycle there. So, yeah, the final episode, the timing's great for that, is going to include something about. The Nick Cave and Warren Ellis concert. I still need to work out what that's gonna be. Maybe the mixtape is gonna be complete and that episode will be talking about that. But we'll see what happens. Goodbye, and thanks again for listening. Bye.
1: (laughs) We'll open up the strong box. What's in your shed? Pictures and treasures and the books that we What's in your shed? What's in your shade? What's in your shade?